This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome to another edition of More Outdoors. Glad to have you tuned in on this uh, December the 7th, also known as Pearl Harbor Day. It's also the anniversary, two-year anniversary, of Bayou Wild Television. Uh, Today, uh, two years ago, we were up in... The sanctuary, Woodville, Mississippi, uh, conducting a deer hunt, taping our uh, our premiere program of Bayou Wild TV with Martha Spencer and Chris Lecoq. And if you go on our Facebook page, you see a picture. Martha shot her very first deer, and we awoke the next morning to a beautiful snowfall. And, I mean, it looked like uh, the winter wonderland, and it was just a sign of good things to come, and we certainly enjoyed doing the program. Season 4 premieres uh, in February, and we've got Season 3, a lot of features still running now. This morning, we're going to take out the duck blinds all across the state of Louisiana, what has not been by any means a stellar season. It's had some high points in certain areas and some low points, and the first split will be wrapping up tomorrow at sunset. Uh, Then it's a brief pause for the east zone to reopen in a week, and then the western zone and the coastal zone open uh, on the 21st of the month. So let's start off with full strap and string and talk to our friend Blake Swallow. He hunts up near Catahoula Lake on his private lease up there. And, Blake, what's what's going on this morning up there? Don, this morning is starting off pretty slow. Um, We've got a lot of clouds and not a whole lot of birds showing up right now. Uh, The last few days has been pretty good. We've had to stay in the blinds. Killing most of our birds between ten and three o'clock, but we've uh, we've done pretty well this week considering the conditions because it, uh, the conditions have been awful. But um, yeah, birds yeah. are starting to get stale. Birds are starting to get stale. We haven't had any new birds in about a week or two, at least a week, and uh, uh, we're having to do different things, hunting, getting out of the blinds, doing different things. But we're still killing some birds. Uh, it's not banner by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, we are we are still in the game. Uh, still a lot of teal around. I think that's been the, the earmark of this season. Uh, there's been mixed blue and green wings mixed together, and they've been hanging in here, especially the blues, longer than normal. You got the same situation up there? Um, the, the blues have left us. We have a we have some uh, we have a few, but mainly what we're shooting right now are pintail, gray ducks. Uh, we're shooting some green wing teal. The canvasbacks are starting to show up really well on the lake. Uh, the ag fields next door, we're, we're killing our pintails and. And uh, and our gray ducks, but uh, the blue wings have kind of moved on from us. But we do have a, we still got a pretty good crop of green wings, green wings and shovels. Right. You know, Blake, this situation with uh, you mentioned the birds, the birds are getting stale. This kind of brings up the question when we go to set the new regulations. A lot of people are in favor of, of, of three different splits, which gives them a little bit more resting time, takes some of the pressure off. You still get the same amount of days, but it's just spread out over a longer period. Do you think that might be a a partial solution to what I consider a crisis in duck hunting in Louisiana right now. Yes, sir, I do. I've been ringing that bell for the past four or five years. Uh, I think the state needs to all open at one time, and then we need to all have splits at the same time. Um, we can we can start the season early for the people who want it early, have an additional split, and still accommodate the folks who want to hunt late. But I absolutely think that uh, with the farming practices and the lack of migration that we're dealing with for the past few years, that, that, uh, that that'll help us because um, everybody will be hunting at one time, everybody will be off at one time, 
the pressure will be off the birds. And uh, right now, I think with the increased pressure because of the, the amount of hunting ground that's dwindling, I think that would help us out a lot. I agree with you. Uh, you know, we haven't talked a whole lot about geese. Are you guys hunting any geese up there right now? John, this has been our slowest year for specs. Now, north of us, they're doing they're doing decent, uh, southern southern Arkansas. But we've killed a few specs. But right now, the white geese are almost non-existent. We we did shoot a blue this morning early, right at daylight. But um, we're not having many geese right now. I, I don't know what the rest of the state's doing because I haven't talked to people. But as far as the pictures I've seen have been placed on the internet, um, I haven't seen of anybody that's beating them up real bad. You know, it's just a matter of a few years back. I mean, they were at an epidemic stage. There were so many snow geese. They were they relaxed all the regulations, extended the shooting hours, take the plugs. They have a conservation order in play. But I'll tell you, I'm not getting any reports of any geese, at least in Louisiana, anyway. Yeah, you're right. I mean, just three or four or five years well, what was it, four or five years ago, you guys came to make that hunt with us in conservation yeah. season. Now, that, now that, that may change, Don, when we get into December and January. I mean, right. January and February, if we get some weather and we and these birds get pushed. But I'm talking to people in Missouri. I'm talking to people in Kansas. And the cattle population is good, and they're shooting mallards in the dry fields in different places. But I'm not talking to anybody just beating up on the white birds. Hmm. Where are they? You know, it's a question. There were so many of them, all this overpopulation. Are they staying up on the tundra, up on their wintering grounds, and not coming anywhere down south? I don't know. Well, you know, we operate and operate. We, we have a we have a camp in Canada, in Canada, in Alberta. Yeah, and one outside of Edmonton and one outside of Calgary. And we shot less white birds in September, in October this year, than we have ever shot in our in our eleven years of operate. Well, our seven years of operating there, uh, less white. Now, some days they just they were everywhere, but as a constant mm-hmm. migration, it was very very spotty. Is it possible the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is behind on their inventories and that maybe some of these practices that have been put into place are paying off and we've reduced the population? I mean, I'm just not hearing these, you know, high, high numbers that you used to see in report. No, I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's got to be an explanation for it. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, maybe their maybe their numbers are wrong. Maybe their surveys are incorrect. And, but what I do know is the hunters up and down the Mississippi Flyway that I speak to, and pretty much on at least a weekly basis, sometimes on a daily basis, I compare information with people all the way up to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. And there are some people killing a few, but uh, the big mass migration of birds is, is, is not in the Mississippi Flyway so far this year. You know, that, those, that wheat field country right up there around Stuttgart and Arkansas and some parts of Tennessee, that only holds a ton of those white geese, but... I'm not getting it. I don't know. Don't know where they are. We're asking where's the ducks now. It's where the geese. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be waiting on when they get here. <laughs> if they come. Well, Blake, if you are putting together any conservation or if they show up, please let us know. We'd like to come up there and do another show on that and maybe uh, get somebody from uh, Fish and Wildlife to talk about the goose population. Maybe it needs to be uh, better accounted for and maybe take another look at it because it doesn't seem to be what it was five years ago for sure. We're well, we going to plan and do that, Don. We'll do that sometime in mid-February. We'll invite the right people and get you guys to come up. Maybe we can have a conversation and talk some things that are more educated about than us, I guess, and uh, see if there's any surveys or any studies, any, any science to back up whatever the, whatever their opinions are. But uh, it's definitely a it's definitely a change, and there's got to be an explanation for it. Maybe there's not as many birds, or maybe the counts are incorrect, or maybe they're just not coming down. Uh, a lot of options that can yeah. be uh, discussed, but uh, I think I think we need to get some answers for it if, if, we, if we possibly can. 
Absolutely. And we're going to bring our fishing poles, too, because I know you got some white perch up there that need to Yeah, you. man. The cycle sac- <laughs> have been saving us this week. It's really been good. For the guys yeah, that have been staying in the barns, uh, we've been doing good. But uh, And, and then, the, like I say, the perch are biting well as, all, as, as well. I mean, this is more perch weather than duck weather, what we're having the last four or five days. Absolutely. It's good. Tell them how to get a hold of you. Somebody wants to take a trip up there and make a combination and catch uh, them fast. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, you can call me directly at 318-730-8809. Or just go to our website or our Facebook page. The website is fullstrappingspringer.com. And just go to our Facebook page and just throw something out there, a message to us, and we'll be glad to get back with you, Full Strapping Springer. And, uh, we'd love to have you. Well, Blake, you all have a little breakfast while you're waiting and tell some hunting stories and try to have fun until the birds show up. Don, have a great day. Thank you. All right, thank you. Blake Swallow, full strap and stringer, hunting up there by Catahoula Lake. All right, right from there, let's uh, take it out to Delacroix or Canarva. Not sure where he is this morning. Mike Smith, the star of this week's episode of Bayou Wild TV. Mike, what's going on? Where are you, first of all? I'm at Delacroix, and uh, it got bad since Thursday. Thursday was our last good hunt. Yesterday, we got a few shots. Today, we haven't fired the gun yet. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And where, where are you again? At City Park? I hear some ducks squacking. Uh, that's uh, that, that's some uh, Doug Christian back at the studio. He's he's practicing his duck call. He's trying to become an expert. He thinks it might help. If you turn your radio up or your phone real loud, uh, it won't constitute illegal electronic calling if you're not doing it, if it's just some ambient sound. So we're trying to bring you something. It usually works. You know, normally it by this time you'd, you'd be covered up. So we, keep your eye peeled while we talk. Well, uh, so looking. Thursday, it, it kind of went went off the cliff Thursday, huh? Dried up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday was real good. We killed 14. Uh, Thursday, we killed seven. Yesterday, we got four. And today, we haven't fired the gun. Now, I'm just talking about mm. my boat, not, not the other boats combined. My brother... Uh, Two brothers got in a little shooting early this morning, but overall it's bad. You know? Yep. Now, is it still been teal or combination teal, mixed bag? Uh, over the week, I mean, uh, Wednesday was teal, gray ducks, and dogeries, and uh, buffalo mm-hmm. heads. <laughs> but, and yesterday buffalo it was, heads. yeah, yesterday it was uh, teal and uh, dogeries, and uh, today it's nothing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Every time you Uh-oh. call, birds come. I uh, dug. It might have worked. It might have worked. <laughs> uh, they went down about 150 yards. I'm going to say four teal over the marsh. Was yeah. it uh, grays or model ducks? Teal? No, it was teal. 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 I thought you were doing a teal call, yeah. Huh? Yeah. But overall, it's weak this morning. Yeah, well, it's coming to an end, at least the first split, and then we're going to give them a little bit of a break. Maybe we can reload the marsh between now and the 21st when it reopens. We've got a couple-week uh, break in there for them. And, you know, if you hang in there late when some of the fishermen start moving around out there, maybe you'll push some birds your way, you know, because you know there's a few yeah. sitting out there somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. If I stay here to midnight tonight, I might shoot them in the moonlight, you know. <laughs> Well, did you get your gun back? Did you and Martha make the swap? Okay, good, good. Yeah, I met her out in Metairie the other day, and uh, we made the swap. Oh, 
good. And, Glad uh, you got that done. Yep. Got it all taken care of. But, uh, well, we'll have to yeah, remember like, that next time. Oh, yeah. We had the same case. You know, I had a crew from Alabama Wednesday, and they had the same case as me. I, I checked my gun before I put it in the truck this time. <laughs> <laughs> that must be a popular case. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah popular cheap case. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, did you get to watch our hunt on Bayou Isle TV yet? I sure did. It really came out good. I, yeah, I thought I it did. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Chris was not feeling his best, but he, he hung oh, in there and he got the footage. But, boy, he, oh, yeah. he was having a time. He was having a time. Down. He got those teal coming in and the gray ducks that came in and, you know, an occasional teal that passed over. But uh, overall, it was real good. Real yep, good show. Yep. Well, but, uh, and, uh, glad you provided some good calling. It, it, the audio was good, and I think people maybe pick up on it and get a few tips on, on how to call. Because if you go to a calling contest to learn how to call ducks, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> you're darn right. Like going to a karaoke bar. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. All right, look, uh, I think we got the guy you call Pineapple on the other line, so I'm going to let you go. We're going to take Yeah, he probably hears me. What's going on, Pineapple? (laughs) Pineapple, you there? (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. Hold on, Pineapple, and we're going to take a break, and we come back and get your report. We're going to cut Mike loose because he's he's too busy laughing. He's got to get a straight face so he can call him ducks. We'll be right back to talk to Jimmy Corley. Waterfowl specialist, get a hunting report. He's not far from where Mike is, and so far we're two for two. Uh, not a good thumbs up, more of a thumbs down on today. It's wrapping up this weekend, duck season here in Louisiana. We're covering it for you right here on More Outdoors. All right, welcome back into our live coverage of the 2019-2020 uh, duck season. We're wrapping up the first split, taking you out to duck blinds all across the state. Uh, we've already talked to Blake Swallow up at Catahoula, Mike Smith hunting in Delacroix. Uh, very much less than stellar days. Hunting was pretty good this week up until Thursday, and things kind of fell off them then and doesn't look real promising for the rest of the hunt today and possibly tomorrow. But we're going to have a, a little break in between and maybe reload these marshes up. Let's go now to Jimmy Corley, a waterfowl specialist, and on deck is Kirk Stancil. We'll get to Kirk's report in a minute. But, Jimmy, uh, are you located pretty close to Mike over there in Delacroix right now, or are you back on the Hopedale side? No, I'm in Carnarvon right now. I'm on my, oh, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, we uh got a few teal. Did uh, three good bands that came through this morning, but uh, right now we're just waiting on them. Uh, we got a few on a strap right now, but it's uh like you said, it's it's really not promising looking out here right now. Yeah, and how did you do earlier in the week and last weekend? Oh, uh, we did good. Yesterday we shot our limit. We uh, but I hunted Delacroix yesterday. We shot our limit yesterday, so I wanted to uh. Get the guys different scenery, so we come to Carnarvon here, and uh, they had a few teals, so we come set up on them this morning. And like I said, they come, they had three three good bands that came through, knocked a few of them out of it. But um, is it blue wings, green wings, or a combination? All blue wings. We got um, uh, we got one male and the rest females. All blue wings. Mm-hmm. Seems like this season uh, the blue wings have hung in there a little later than normal. Yeah, I only shot quite um just a couple green wings so far this season. But a uh, majority of them been blue wings. Mm-hmm. But, so uh, what's the pro- good? How, how's the feed holding up? 
for the second split. A lot of grass. A lot of grass. Like right now back here, the water's below uh, average. It's like real, real low. Um, but the feed, there's a lot of feed through these ponds back here. Uh, a lot of hydrilla, widgeon grass, things like that. So we got the feed. We just need the birds, to be honest with you. If the yeah. birds come and hang out, they got a lot of feedback. In, in Carnarvon area, they do. You know, in uh, back of Hopedale, they have um, – couple spots where it got feed, a lot of don't have feed back there. But Carnarvon right now has a lot of feed. Well, one thing, uh, it's been pretty comfortable out there. <laughs> maybe maybe too many mosquitoes. It's been pretty warm. Yesterday, we was fishing. Uh, we, I've been blasting casting all week here. And um, the gnats was just unreal yesterday evening. We was fishing uh, the Biloxi Marsh yesterday. And soon as the sun started come, going in about three thirty, four 4 o'clock, the gnats started coming out. No, they were they were thick. We had to get out of there. We left the fish you biting. Know, put it like that. <laughs> yeah, we've had some pretty bad tide days, but you managed to pick up some fish. Yeah, yeah, we, I've been doing real well with the t- fish. We on uh, speckled trout. <clears throat> um, beginning of the week, I had um, we had trout. I got a good redfish bite. Uh, we call it redfish speckled trout. This week here, we had on uh, speckled trout. And yesterday, we picked up on um. Some more speckled trout. Yes, it was a little bit smaller, though. It was one after another, but the, the ratio was like 15 to 1. It wasn't real mm-hmm. good. You know, we had a picture of them, but it was two or three at a time. Right. Are you fishing uh, later today after the duck hunt? No, no. I'm going to watch Coach O put it on Georgia. <laughs> you and uh, maybe another 3 million people, maybe. That's it. I'm ready for LSU to uh, take it today. Yes, indeed. Undefeated season. What a perfect yes, end would be if they can keep that going. All right, well, Jimmy, we're going to cut you loose. First of all, what, Pineapple. What, where did you get the nickname Pineapple? you got to explain that. Okay. Or can we? Or can we? No, we, yeah, we could. Yeah, it's nothing bad. We, uh, years ago when I was a teenager, uh, I was 19, I was working by uh, Elevating Boats Incorporated down here in Carnarvon. And my first day, this old, old man, I think he was like in his 70s, and uh, he said, you got a nickname? So they called me Junior, you know. He said, uh, we think we're going to call you Pineapple. I said, Pineapple? He said, I said, why is that? He said, because you got a white head with a uh, red face. I'm like, all right. So ever since ever since them days, it, it stuck with me. Now, everybody around knows me like Pineapple. If you say Pineapple, they're going to know who I am. <laughs> Put it like this. It stuck so good. A lot of people thought my name was, they didn't even know my name, like, <laughs> it, was, it was unreal. I was like, wow. You know, you should have named it Pineapple Duck Hunting Service or something like that. Yeah, Before there we go. Pineapple Duck. <laughs> yeah. Put a pineapple with a gun in his arm. Uh, hey, there you room. go. You got the logo. Yeah. That would be perfect. Jimmy, That's thanks it. for the report, buddy. We might check in with you a little bit later on. Hope things pick up for you. All right. Have a good evening. Talk to you all later. All right. All righty. Waterfowl specialist Jimmy Corley hunting Carnarvon. From Carnarvon on the east end of the state, we take you out west to the Calcasieu area. Kirk Stansel, Hackberry riding gun, who had been doing pretty well up until this week. Maybe it's the same situation. Kirk, has things fallen off a little bit last few days, or are you it, still blasting them yeah, there? I, they fell off this morning. It's been good. And then, uh, it, uh, man, there's just no duck in the sky this morning. We went from yeah. shooting a lot of gray ducks and gray ducks everywhere to not even hardly see it any. This little old cool spell pushed them out, I guess. Yeah, uh, you think they left. They're not that they're sitting somewhere and just not moving. Oh, they, yeah, they, they've gone somewhere. They'll come back when it warms up. You know, we, mm-hmm. when we had all that warm weather, we were just, they were thick here. And then uh, we got this little cool snap. And, I mean, it pushed them out. So, I don't any, know. We, this pro- morning, we, we're sitting. 
What's that? I was going to say, have you had any problem with the bugs? Jimmy was talking about those gnats, man. That is the absolute worst when those guys get you in the marsh grass. Oh, no, we don't get too many gnats over here. We've had a few mosquitoes, but no gnats. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I'll take yeah, a I'll thousand just... mosquitoes instead of ten gnats. Man. Oh, gnats I hate those bad. gnats, man. <laughs> oh, I hate them. They crawl all over you. <laughs> and you can put mosquito dope on and keep the mosquitoes away. Yeah. So what kind of birds, uh, was it still the same kind of birds y'all had been getting up until uh, no, today? No, this morning, yeah, it had been. It had been great up, a lot of great ups, some widgeon. Uh, some of the blinds are shooting some canvas backs. And uh, this morning I'm sitting there with one green wing and two uh, scalp on the scrap. I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. And in case you're hearing that little duck feed chatter, that, that, that's coming from I hear the studio. That. That's yeah, I, I can see you probably were looking around, wondering where that was coming from. <laughs> and that's us, that's, and I don't think that constitutes electronic calling. So I don't. I think you're okay I hope with not. that. <laughs> I don't have it on speaker, so. <laughs> well, tell me about the fishing. How's the fishing been after y'all been doing the, the blast the, part of it? Well, the afternoon fishing been just redfish mainly. Uh, they had one boat last this last week did real good on trout and late late in the evening the trout came up out on a reef. Now we've had some a uh, couple morning boats go out and they had they did real good. Uh, let's see today Saturday Wednesday and Thursday nine thirty limits of trout and redfish. Wow! I mean it was it was real good. The morning bites real good over here. Yeah, and what's been a pattern? Uh, fishing the mouth of the little bayous and drains. Mm-hmm. Well, that water's coming out of the marsh. That's where we're catching them. Yeah. Now, when that water comes out of there, is it, is it still pretty clean, pretty clear? Yeah. Oh, it's real clean coming out. Yeah. Real clean. Uh-huh. And uh, throwing uh, soft plastics and live shrimp out. Mm-hmm. How long is live shrimp available over there at the marinas? Well, it, it's available now. We, You know, uh, we have a new bait stand, and uh, they still have live shrimp. Spicers, who is the only was the only uh, bait stand on the Calcasieu over here. They always quit the weekend after Thanksgiving, and they did again this year. But we have somebody now that still has live bait. It's a Hagberry fish camp here in Hagberry. Well, good. That's great. Well, how's the, how's it looking for the uh, second split? You got some openings if people want to come down there? And we we do. We do. We, we have some openings. Uh, people want to come hunt fish. Uh, I look for a good second split. We've had a real good first split. You know, the the Opening week was slow, you know, slower than normal, but after that it turned on. And, uh, you know, a lot of feed in the marsh, so we just need the ducks to get back in here. Yeah, you guys have kind of been the shining star. I mean, every week we've been checking around the state, and, you know, there's been some bright spots and a lot of low lights, and but you guys seem to have the most consistency and the, the, the most uh, variety of birds and probably done as well as anybody in the state. And I, I don't know, maybe that's because you guys are pulling some birds from – both flyways, maybe some from the central I think as that's well what as it Mississippi. Is. I, I, yeah. I think we're getting, yeah, we, you know, with all the banded birds we've shot over the years, our birds mainly come from the central flyway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Any bands this year? Oh, yeah, there's been oh, half a dozen or so shot. Yeah. Man, you know, that, that has the one thing. A couple pintails. Yeah. yeah, that's the one thing that has escaped me. Uh, I, sh- I did shoot a, a banded goose, and, and I had a claim jumper claimed it on me and i lost that one but all the years i've been duck hunting i've never killed a duck with a band and i'm talking i've been hunting ducks for wow over 40 years never killed one yeah. with a band. no kidding well i've, I've yeah. shot quite a few you know i'm trying to shot a bunch so it's uh i used to shoot a lot of geese with bands 
But I, uh-huh. the snow geese don't come here like they used to. That was something else I wanted to mention to you. We were talking earlier with Blake Swallow, who they normally got a ton of white geese up there. He just said they're not there. They don't know where they are. And he's yeah. talking to people even yeah, we north of him. Uh, they just, uh, they're not coming down here. You know, we have the, the goose numbers have declined, especially uh, since the two hurricanes. I think it uh, hurt a lot of their habitat here. And uh, just, they, they're coming here for a while and just haven't come back. And we see a few, but nothing like we used to. Yeah, I'm wondering if some of those measures that they put in, as far as, you know, shooting late, taking the plugs out the gun, the conservation order, no limits on them, I wonder if any of that has really cut the numbers down and they just hadn't caught up with it yet. I don't know, but they still have it saying the numbers are good. So I I don't know, Don. Don't know. Yeah. I just think down here where we are, it's it's the lack of habitat for them. Yeah. Well, you know, the place I've seen the most of them, and I've hunted them there, is, is that Arkansas area, a lot of that, that those wheat fields, those winter wheat fields. Yeah. Seems like they stack up in there, and uh, I don't know. I mean, you used to see them drive I-10. From Baton Rouge to the Texas state line, you'd see geese everywhere. I mean, they had a field. Oh, yeah. You, rice field. And now you drive that, you won't see a goose. Won't see a goose, yeah. Well, another one of those mysteries, that uh, questions that that's need right. answering, that's for sure. Well, Kirk, <laughs> yeah. y'all, uh, y'all enjoy it. Uh, we might check back with you next hour and see if you guys have picked up. What, have, what is your total count right now? What have y'all got? Any birds at all? Uh, we, we have three. It's uh, a green wing and two, uh, two scalps. All right. Well, we're going to wish you luck and uh, hope you get some more, and we'll check back with you a little later. All right, Don. Good talking to you. Thank you. Thanks, Kirk. Kirk Stansel, Hackberry, Rod, and Gun. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, Darren Digby, uh, he's our traveling duck hunter. I couldn't tell you where he goes. Biloxi Marsh, he heads up uh, Highway 71. I don't know where he's hunting. We'll find out and find out what he's doing. I think I did see a picture of him in a boat. Looked like he was maybe down in the... Hopedale, uh, Shell Beach area. We'll check out later where he is. Right after this timeout, you listen to live duck hunting coverage 2019 season. All right, here on More Outdoors. <clears throat> if you're in your duck blind and you're hunting, or if you just want to chat with us, give us a call, 504-260-6368. We also take some text messages at 870-870. I haven't looked it up, but I've got some questions coming in now. We'll get to those in a minute. But first, we got Darren Digby on the line with us, and uh, he's been duck hunting this season. Uh, find out what kind of reviews he's had. Darren, where are you hunting this morning? We are back to Delaco again this morning. Uh, it's nice to have a weather change finally. Yeah, you got any action going on over there? We talked to two hunters in Delacro and it's been pretty slow for them. Yeah, it's tough. We're not we're not seeing a lot. We've we've got six birds. A buddy and I have six birds on the straps, grazing green wings, but um, just not seeing a whole lot. But at least we got decent conditions to do it in because it's just been hot and still, and the gnats have been horrendous. Yeah, what is your favorite gnat repellent, or do you have one? <laughs> Don't go, because <laughs> I've not found <laughs> a whole lot that that is you know effective for any length of time. But generally, if it's gnat conditions, it's not going to be great duck conditions to begin with. So uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Don't go. Seems seems to work real real well. And uh, but <laughs> but you know last Saturday there was no wind and we had the mats and we had a good hunt. So it's kind of like it's hard to stay home. You just never know. So got to go check it out. Yeah. What do you think is the key? Uh, you've had some pretty successful hunts in, in places where other people have not. What is it that you think you're doing that that gets y'all 
more birds other than maybe just making the ones that come in counting shooting well. Well, I'd like to I'd like to believe that we uh, that we shoot well, but you know it, that comes and goes just like you know anybody. Um, but you know I I don't know if we're doing anything special. I think the the, the pressure is not too bad out in the particular area that we hunt in. Usually, uh, I think that plays into it. Um, whereas maybe closer into Delacro, you know, there's, there's somebody in just about every pond um, in some areas. Um, but that, that and I keep the decoy spread really simple. I just use straight uh, grays with some uh, some little light feeder buds that basically like pintail feeder buds, and that's it. You know, I don't mix in some teal and this, that, and the other. Very simple. And uh, watching a, a single bird work, work right now, giving us a look. I hope it comes in. What, what does it look like, a gray, teal? Yeah, it looks, it looks like uh, he's just stopping. He's not committing at the moment, so he's probably gone. But, yeah, big gray. But uh, we had a little, good little wad of teal work in early this morning. That's the first we've seen of a you know a nice wad in a while. So, um, you know, ain't really been a whole lot to talk about. Um, I hunted here yesterday and only killed two. So, you know, you just never know. Have you all seen some, those big flocks of poldu? Are they near you where you're hunting? No, actually not at all. Uh, we rarely see them out, you know, in the outer marshes. Um, I know in some areas they're thick, thick. But um, and I've heard of a lot of them in the big branch area on the North Shore. I've been hearing of a lot of uh, coots, which is, which years ago there was a bunch, and it seemed like in the last handful of years we, we weren't seeing them as, you know, as much. But um, there's some big, big numbers of, of coots down um, this year I'm, I'm hearing. Well, you know, I'll tell you about the, the, the poldu hunting there in, in that Big Branch Marsh. Before it became the Big Branch National Wildlife Refuge in a public area, uh, it, most of it was uh, controlled by the Flat Point Hunting Club. And I was a member of it as early as the 1960s. And poldu was just incredible over there. And what the club would do is nobody would shoot them the whole season. I mean, if they came in your decoys, you'd let them work as live decoys. And they almost got... Was that a fire? Gunfire? Yeah, we just had about 40 teal light us up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we bring everybody ducks, man. Uh, quacking paid off for you. Did you drop any? Yeah, we got two. I, I don't know that I got one, but my buddy helped me out here because I was trying to manage the phone, too, and I dropped it in, in the marsh here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. But, uh, yeah, sorry about pretty. that. It was, it was a good group from way out we watched and called on I, I, I muted the phone while we were calling and you were talking uh-huh. but uh yeah they came in nice yeah blue wings or green wings uh they're all green yeah yeah those little guys you know what they do when they come in and you shoot straight up and they did uh, you know yeah, i always absolutely. tell people you know to pick up your second bird and, and if you're good enough and lucky enough a third bird when they come in and you take your first shot, be ready to point your barrel straight up because they're not going out of there sideways. They're going to go straight up. Absolutely. Anyway, and back. Some, some will even go so far as to just let one guy take the, the dedicated first shot, and then everybody else saves their shot to win up an easier picking, which can work pretty yeah, yeah. good if executed properly. Yeah, if you got your gun pointed in that direction, you're looking up there. It makes it a lot easier than hitting one down eye level and then swinging up on a a bird jumping up and getting away. But uh, back to the North Shore Poldu story, and hopefully you will get interrupted again. Um, the hunt, Flat Point Hunting Club, we wouldn't shoot them the whole season. And if they came in, you just kind of let them provide them a live decoy, and, you know, they almost got to the point where they were tame, you know, because they never got shot at. Well, the last weekend of the season, we called it a Poldu Roundup. 
And everybody oh, yeah. got in their P-Rogs, didn't hunt in the blinds, and just went around and just got their 15-bird limit for everybody, and we'd have a huge Puldu cookout at the end of the season. It was kind of a traditional right. thing, and kind of sorry it doesn't happen anymore. Uh, yeah, I've heard of a number of, uh, of places doing that. You know, at the end of the season, they have a roundup and a big old cook-off. So, uh, yeah, it definitely sounds like a good time. I need to try that sometime. Do you shoot them? I do not, unless I've got somebody that's uh, – every now and then I get somebody that that's wants, you know, wants one, wants, wants a couple to cook, you know, because they just they, – they like, you know, something about them. I'll be glad to get them a couple. But um, otherwise, no, I don't, I don't fool with them. They really are good eating. I mean, they're really not much, you know, if you can get them to fly, yeah, they're a little sporty. But for the most part, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're a member of the rail family, and they kind of run on the water and walk through the grass and stuff. They're not the most challenging bird to shoot, that's for sure. And they're no, they're going to win any beauty prizes. They're not going to win Miss uh, Miss Miss Puldu in a year award, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's right. But a uh, black yeah, iron hear... pot, black iron pot, hear... a lot of garlic and onion chopped up, they're pretty good. So is there a particular part of the tooth that you just kind of think like a duck? You eat about you know, the breast and the legs well, and the whole bit? Or? The breast and the legs, yeah. The, you got to be careful with the legs because they got a ton of those little sliver bones in the legs. But uh, you cook down the legs and the breast, and, and you just put them in a black iron pot with garlic, onions, and smother them down until they fall apart. And for some reason, the black iron pot, it, it gives them a certain flavor. If you try it in a Magnolite or other pot, I've never had any success with it. And you can use whatever favorite season you need. Uh, the gizzards are huge in a puldu. I mean, they are like yeah, three I've times heard, the size of a duck gizzard. I've heard uh, some people really like the gizzards. Uh, I've heard that on more than one occasion for sure. So uh, there's got to be yeah. something to that. Yeah, it's kind of one of those traditions that's kind of going by the wayside. I mean, I used to know a lot of people asked me uh, to get them puldu for Thanksgiving. That's what they had instead of turkey on the bayou. They always had puldu gizzards and, and, and breasts and legs for, for their Thanksgiving dinner, you know. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's here, not. I, it's good stuff. I guess the Cajun pilgrims, that's what they had on their Thanksgiving. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Probably with a number of other birds that uh, – that maybe uh, we hear good eating, but the law doesn't exactly allow you to take them these days. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, y'all hunting with a dog, Darren? We are. Got my my uh, my golden retriever. He just made five two days ago, and uh, and I make thirty six today. So it's a good morning wow. to be out in out in the marsh. Well, happy birthday to you, and uh, congratulations to the dog. What's his name? Harrison. Or I call him Harry. What is it? Harrison? Yeah, Harrison. Or he goes by Harry. He goes by Harry. I got you. Yeah, okay. he goes by Harry. He, he, but he's, he's a great family pet, too. You know, with our two little ones at home, they, uh, they're always tugging on his lips or his ears or his tail, and, and he puts up with the whole off season of that. And uh, yeah. by the time it comes to hunting time, he's ready to get out and uh, get a change of scene from that every day. Yeah. And I tell you what, those dogs add so much to the experience of duck hunting, you know. All right, well, I'm going to let you uh, – Finding everything. Yeah, yeah, just finding everything. Well, y'all – You know, there's some more birds we'd lose. Yeah, it's definitely a conservation measure to have a dog. They'll find them when you'll never find them. Well, Darren, we're going to let you go, and hopefully you'll grind it out. Might check back with you in the next hour and see if things picked up for you. So good luck to you, and thanks for reporting for us uh, on this split. And uh, we got another whole split. You know, it's only halftime. we still got more to go. 
That's right. Got a long way to go, so uh, we'll be ready. All right, Darren. Thank you. All right, coming back right after this time out, Corey Dufresh hunting over there on the North Shore. Find out what's going on over in his neck of the woods. Been pretty slow for most of our hunters. Some of them are mining out, eking out, slugging out, whatever you want to call them, picking up a few here or there, staying in the blinds a little later than normal. But that's what it takes once you're there. Then it becomes easy. We'll be right back with Corey Dufresh after this timeout. And we stay on the eastern end of the state, this time uh, in the east zone, and we talk to Corey Dufresh. Corey, y'all are in the east zone. Are you in the coastal zone, or do you split both there by Highway 90? Yeah, I have both. Uh, I'm hunting the coastal zone this morning, and I do 100% in the coastal zone. Uh, I have one group that's on. It's been slow, been slow. I think when we talked last week, we had, you know, we were pushing 350 ducks, and we just pushed over 400 today, actually. So, yeah, 50 ducks in a week, you know, it's pretty slow. Yes, it is. What kind of birds uh, are, you, are you seeing today and this week? It's just the same old teal. It's the same teal has been here since the beginning. Mm-hmm. The, the shooting a few that are left. So... so how many hunters y'all have out today? I'm the only one with one one of my members. Oh wow! They got, yeah, it's it's you know well, they got football. Some of them's going to the game, and I uh, got one group on over there in the shelf hunting on that uh, Grand Marsh Lake. Right. So it's we're waiting. We 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 was fixing to pick up when I uh, got the call, so we're waiting on our group of birds that uh. That I was listening to your last uh, interview, so hopefully you'll bring us our last group in. <laughs> well, so far we've we've we brought a few people some birds that had pretty slow hunting and they they scored. So maybe you'll you'll get some over there. Um, well, what are the prospects for the second split? I mean, how's the feed holding up in the ponds? You got what it takes to hold ducks if they come? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have it. It's just uh, you know this last couple of days the water finally got right. You know, uh, half a foot, point seven. You know where where we want it for for what I hunt, but nothing new, no no new birds. Yeah, what you know we were talking earlier with uh, Blake Swallow, and, and he's a proponent for you know north and south zones, just two zones. I guess I twelve, I ten would be the dividing line, north and south, and three splits. You know we had that before, where you had actually it would give you like almost three opening days. Yeah, I, and. I think the problem, and it it just depends from year to year, Mr. Don, but I think the problem is that we we can only go so far into January to get the last days and to get the 60 days in there. I mean, I'm, I I really don't know the, the answer for that one, what, what would be the right, if it would even help. Yeah. Well, it would, it would probably be only able to keep it closed doing those splits for maybe one week instead of have a two-week. You know, to, in order, yeah. like you say, to get the 60 days in. But uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe it, 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 that would probably work for areas that their problem is pressure. Now, areas that just have degraded habitat and no feed, there's not a whole lot you can do with that, you know. Yes, sir. But although, now, i got to tell you, I've had leases that I hunted there on the North Shore that just were real poor as far as any feed. I mean, you'd have a little widgeon grass early, and if you happen to get a a late storm, a high tide would take it out, and you wouldn't have very much at all for them to eat. 
But on fronts, you would have new arriving birds, and you'd have them for a day or two before they realize there's nothing there to hold them, and then they leave. But at least if you hunted the fronts, you, you'd get some new arrivals, you know, just going in there because they don't know what's there yet, you know. And uh, so from that standpoint, maybe we'd be better off with uh, three splits instead of two. Yeah, I see a group of teal way, way out, but uh, it's it's been slow. We shot we shot early, you know, the first 30 minutes we had some birds buzzing us, and then it's just it's died since then. Yeah. Well, as, as fewer and fewer people are running around, you know, a lot of times the crabbers and the, the, the fishermen will help. They'll stir some birds up and get them moving around. But, you know, with that ball game coming up, like you said, man, there's a lot of people that ain't out there fishing and hunting today. Yeah, that and, you know, even the management area. Uh, I, I heard a couple shots down on Hog Island, you know, right at daylight. And then back behind me to the to the northeast where the management area is, I've only heard one guy shoot maybe two different little, you know, volleys, one or two shots mm-hmm. each time. So not not a lot of hunters. I don't I, I don't hear the boats running the Pearl or, you know, the, the mud boat. So, like you said, there's not a lot of people out here hunting today, I can promise you. Yeah. Well, you know, today's with the social media, I mean, the word spreads so fast. And, you know, people get on the fish quick because they hear about it. And when things are bad, the word spreads and people don't go, you know. Exactly. Well, Corey, I guess you're about ready to wrap it up, my friend. Hope you all get a few shots before you pick it up. And uh, yep. thanks for chatting with us this split. And uh, we'll catch up with you in the second split and hope things uh, get better and get some good hard, cold freezes up north of here and drive some of the birds down. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, Corey. Thank you. All right, uh, let's see. we got time for, yeah, let's get Grady Galliano in. He's hunting down there at the island where we uh, hunted with uh, him for the Hunt for the Hungry, Julie Grunfield, Andy Record, and Will the Thrill Clark joined me and Martha Spencer and Chris LeCock and was successful in bagging an Axis deer for the program. Well, he's back in the marsh. they got so many things going on down there at the island. Grady, are you guys seeing much activity this morning? Yeah, I'm uh, down with the uh, the front that passed through. We've seen a few more birds, but, uh, you know, uh, that's the only time we see them when a the front comes through, we get some birds, and when it warms up, you know, they're they gone. So are you hunting in the, the marsh, or are you hunting some of the holes back there where the, in the swamp? Well, actually, we, we put in water back in the uh, in our slough. Uh, the water's a little low from a uh, lack of rain. So uh, we have a siphon uh, on the outside, uh, putting water on the inside, so we could uh, open up the, uh, the, the slough a little more and have more ducks come in. But um, the, the marsh, the marsh uh, just has a few birds in it, mostly teal and a few gray ducks. But uh, we have a lot of wood ducks in the slough and a little teal, a few teal, and then every now and then we'll get some mallards coming in there. Mm-hmm. Now last year we made a really good hunt, and people can go back on our website and watch it at BayouWildTV.com. Uh, it was a diver hunt. We had good populations of divers, and it was kind of a little bit later in the year. Uh, are you seeing as many divers, or is is it not going to be expected till that second split before you start seeing them? Yeah, usually that's when they load up in the marshes in the second split. Right now we're hunting the uh, crawfish ponds right now, and we have a lot of teal in there. And We have we were supposed to have a group this morning, and uh, with the game, like everybody's been talking about, they pushed it up to yesterday, and we went in there, and they shot. It's like I, I told my guy, I said, uh, all we could do is provide them with the opportunity, and their shooting's on their own. <laughs> so, uh, but they, they did shoot a lot. They, you know, they, there's no reason they shouldn't have had their limits. But uh, you know, that's it. You, you know, you, you can't make things happen. 
You know, on people that, that aren't regular duck hunters, what do you see as the biggest mistake? Is it not following through? Is it not enough lead? Uh, shooting over on the birds. What do you think is the biggest mistake they make? Um, I think the biggest mistake they're making is they, they, they either shoot ahead of it too much or shoot behind it. And I think most of it is just shooting behind it. And then once you get yeah. that corrected, then it's, you know, they're shooting too far or they're not waiting for the bird to come in to get that shot. Yeah. Yeah, and some shots are tougher than others. Those quarter and going away shots, I mean, you know, they can they can take a lot going that way. <laughs> You're not hitting much on that. And you got Yeah, especially with a little spots. field that's, that, that's, that's like a little F-16 flying by. <laughs> Good thing they're not on, that's for sure. How about the deer hunters? Did the deer hunters do anything since we left? Uh, no, we, uh, we've been seeing some deer since y'all left. Uh, I got a guy in the, uh, in the woods right now that's, that's hunting, and uh, he, just, he just sent me. He's been seeing some does. Uh, I guess with this hot weather, last weekend we had uh, four bucks killed and two does. And uh, I guess with this weather, like I said, uh, you know, the heat it kind of slowed things down. It was starting to get in that rut mode. And when we had this cold weather uh, last week and kind of slowed down uh, this week. But, I, you know, from what uh, he's, he's telling me and why he's on the stand, he's getting a little bit more movement with this cold uh, weather that passed through last night. Yeah. Well, y'all down there at the Zalman's area, how long has your rut been going on? Well, we just we hadn't seen a full rut. We just been seeing like pre-rut activity, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, bucks running behind those and stuff, and you know, just just checking things out. Uh, I don't think our our rut uh, actually got to the peak yet. You know, we're yeah. just in the pre-rut right now. Well, the best is yet to come as far as uh, both the deer and the duck hunting, I'm sure. And then, you know, later on we're going to talk about the uh, the bird hunting you guys do. you got so much stuff going on, alligators, frogs, fishing, you name it, the island's got it. It's a true sportsman's paradise. Grady, thanks for the report, my friend. Always a pleasure to talk with you, and thanks for the great hunt last week. We had a really good time down there. Same here, Don. Take care, and uh, we did have a great time. Come back. All right. There you go. Go Tigers. Everybody's around that lodge. I can picture it. That TV's going to be on LSNU about 3 o'clock. All right, we come back after this. we got one more hour to go. We're going to go back and visit some more duck hunters, maybe revisit some of the ones we talked to and uh, cover this 2019-20 season. Where are the ducks? Everybody's asking that question. We'll be back with some answers, hopefully, right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.